Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode four. Yeah, this is episode. (laughs) It's our podcast. We should be keeping count. (laughs) Yeah. So, I guess we're just gonna poke. Oh, sorry, I hit something. Um, I guess. So, I know the last episode dropped, like, a few days ago, but I know we had, like, a big gap between episode two and three. So, hopefully there won't be any more gaps, because we went silent for a long time. hmm Anyways, so, I, I'm excited to hear the rest. So, Lily, you will be going first today and telling us the rest of the Bismarck. Yay! So, the Bismarck story is very, very long. It might take a few podcast episodes to record. And the script is very, very long. Um, I'll see what I can do to um, uh, keep it kind of short and to the point, but also being very exciting. So, where we left off was I have a notebook. <laughs> um, um, Let's have, like, a little recap. <laughs> okay, so basically, the Bismarck is this terrifying ship, and it's sinking a bunch of other ships, and that's bad. <laughs> um, a British officer eating in Stockholm was just informed of a sighting of this big ship, and this ship is called the Bismarck. Bismarck. <laughs> yeah, and uh, where I left it off was I I was saying that this started with. An interrupted dinner and it will end with the destruction of one of the largest battleships on Earth. Okay, allow me to set the scene for this brand new podcast episode. May 21st, 1940, early morning. A British naval base at Scapa Flow, Vice Admiral John Toby, commander of the home fleet, is aboard his flagship, thinking that this might finally be it. For days, German reconnaissance planes have passed above him, recording the position of his ships. What they're trying to do is look down at Staff of Flow and see where his position was and if it was leaving or staying or changing mm-hmm. at all. And this is very important to the story. <clears throat> Staff of Flow is a very difficult station. It's very barren. It's very cold. But it's also strategically crucial real estate. From the base in Scapa, Toby's fleet guards the watery expanse that stretches between Greenland and Nazi-occupied Norway. And the only thing securing that line was keeping Britain alive, and that was Toby's fleet. Mm-hmm. In the previous year, France had collapsed and German... <laughs> forces oh, no. that had occupied, I know, occupied Norway and Denmark, and the Italians had entered the war on the side of its fascist allied <laughs> Germany. <laughs> the Axis powers were now masters of Europe, and Britain stood alone besieging its own lands. It was basically surrounded by its enemies. And the only thing keeping that alive now was our very small transported goods in the water. The um, Axis powers, of course, are now mastering Europe, and Britain was alone. Above Europe, Luftwaffe raids pounded cities, and American 
supply convoys were the only thing keeping Britain in the fight, which is very tumultuous war. It was measured in cargo delivered rather than ships sunk. So this means it, it doesn't matter how many ships you sunk, it mattered about cargo. Yeah. Convoys raced through a U-boat ring-infested water. If you don't know what a U-boat is, it's basically a really early form of a submarine. It was made uh, in Germany. They're made in Germany, right? Yeah, they're made in Germany. So, get this. Our ships had to go through U-boat-infested waters. They could be shot down in any second. And they know that they're U-boats so there, deep what? below <sighs> the water. It's crazy. Filled with cargo that could save Britain. And they're just going through there, trying to get cargo to Britain. It's terrible. But it, the that... war doesn't matter about ships sunk. It matters about cargo. So they're going through these waters, knowing they could die in any second. But also knowing the only thing that matters in this war is cargo and not how many ships you're sunk. So basically, it's a suicide mission. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Suicide missions are the best missions. <laughs> That gives me like Rogue One type of vibes. Yeah. I still cry when I watch that movie. Mm-hmm. So basically, anyway. to get enough um, food, bullets, and oil, basically anything we need during a war, um, to defend democracy of Britain, they had to sail through these U-boat-infested waters. That is really all I have right now because my computer was acting up, my phone was acting up, everything is acting up. And I cannot wait to get more info on the Bismarck. I'm excited to hear what Victor has to say. Um, I have some interesting things to talk about, but I really want to hear more about the Bismarck story. I'm pretty sure my I'm pretty sure the listeners would like to hear some of it more. And I'll hear more so. about that in the next podcast. I hope that they're enjoying the story. Yay! Ooh, we should have a themed episode <laughs> next <Cool>. episode. <laughs> yeah. What should we do? We already did pirates. Mm-hmm. Which hmm. You know how what we have not talked about yet? What? Animals. Like <laughs> animals. I'm probably going to choose a sea creature to talk about. So mm-hmm. let's hear what I have to talk about today. So today I wanted to cover one of the greatest sea myths of all time. Greater than Atlantis. Mermaids. I also took some time to like look at like one thing about sirens. Okay. <laughs> so... Here's some things, like, some little fast facts. Okay. So, mermaids, they first were mentioned in 1000 BC, and they originated from Greece. Hmm. And basically, a lot of people, mermaids aren't, like, aerial. Like, these days, when you think about mermaids, you think about aerial. Yeah, they're not happy, cartoonish people. They're kind of... Yeah, they're kind of... Yeah, like the mermaids in Peter Pan there. <laughs> yeah. But basically, mermaids were like bad luck. People, they were the blame for everything. Whenever there's a shipwreck, they're like, oh, the mermaids did it. And they're, 
believed to like stir up terrible storms and provoke the vast disasters on the sea. Hmm. <clears throat> um, what I was supposed to research was the sirens, but I still wasn't finished with the Bismarck. <sighs> but didn't Wait, the sirens like sing to the sailors on the ship and they would follow yes. the singing until they died? <laughs> yes, yes, they do that. Um in European folklore, it is told that mermaids have magical and prophetic powers. They were also told to be mortal beings with no souls. No soul? Mm-hmm. No soul? No soul. <laughs> um, I don't have first... soul. Have a nice day, hands balloon. <laughs> the first story about mermaids actually appeared in Syria. Hmm. The goddess, I'm, I hopefully I'm pronouncing this right. I'm pretty sure her name is pronounced Acteris. Mm-hmm. And basically, she's, oh, Starbucks, they based their mascot off of her. Um, basically, she was the mother of the Syrian queen who loved a mortal who was a shepherd. Mm-hmm. And so she, like, killed him. What? And, and so she was really shamed. So she jumped into a lake and took the form of a fish. Hmm. But basically, the waters could not divine her, pu- could not conceal her divine beauty. So they turned half of her into a fish and half of her to human. Uh, what? <laughs> so that's the story. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, interesting. And you know what's also. That's real. And going back to, like, the Little Mermaid, the true Little Mermaid is pretty dark. Yeah. Oh, I have an idea, I have an idea, I have an idea. What is your idea? So, I think the next themed episode we should have after the animal one is the dark side of Disney tales. I've researched a lot about Peter Pan, and I love to cover that dark, dark history of mm-hmm. Disney tales, and I've done Peter Pan before. I've like looked up that up, and I've written stories about that. It's really interesting because, like, that you should do that. Peter Pan has like a little bit of like sea things going on. We got the mermaids, Captain Hook, mm-hmm. and I have a lot of good theories. Speaking of Disney, I got Kingdom Hearts three. <laughs> <laughs> you play it for like a day. I did not. I played for like. The- <laughs> I've ar- I got it yesterday, and I've already played for seven hours. What? Seven? Played- okay, you need to, like, I get a chocolate sashi and sit down and take a break. Relax your eyes. Nope. I played-, I played for, like, four hours yesterday, and this morning I played for, like, three hours. What? <laughs> <laughs> No, I played for like three hours and fifty minutes, so almost four hours this morning. Wow. <laughs> okay. And it like I spent like two hours on one planet. Like I finished. So if you don't know what Kingdom Hearts is, basically, it's like, like Dis- <laughs> it's like Disney's Final Fantasy kind of. That's like kind of thing. Um, oh, I already cool. finished release, and that world was really fun. And I thought that the Colosseum was beautiful. Hmm. Um, 
I just finished Tangled, which was the Kingdom of Corona. Very ironic. (laughs) (laughs) And the final boss was so hard. But you know what I thought? But they should have brought Little Mermaid back. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I think in a later episode, we'll talk about Little Mermaid and the true story. Because it's actually pretty surprising when I first read it. And I could talk about the dark side of Peter Pan. Yes, the dark side of Peter Pan. It's really interesting. um... It's like murder type thing. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Okay, um, I guess that's all we really wanted to cover today. Um, Thank you for having me co-host on this podcast. I'm so happy to be researching the Bismarck. Um, yeah, so last episode was short and this episode was short. We just wanted to keep like short because these two episodes just came together really close. Mm-hmm. But hopefully we should come back with another episode pretty soon. And Yay. I'm I'm expecting next episode to be like twenty minutes like our regular ones. Um mm-hmm. this will be like a short mini episode. But I'll be trying to be- write more of the script. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I well thank you guys and we will see you another time. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye.